Welcome back to Fears of a No-Name Blank. My name is Virginia. I'm an actor based in Atlanta, Georgia. In this bi-weekly podcast, I sit down with undiscovered actors, film and television industry folks, and other creatives to chat about their fears in business and life in general. The goal is not to solve the fears or try to motivate away from them, but just bring these fears to light. After all, we're all human. If this episode sounds like a couple of friends just having a chat, there's good reason for that. Britt Phoebus and I have been friends for, dare I say it, 30 years, <laughs> and we've been through an extraordinary amount of life together. Britt is my go-to wisdom provider, and she always seems to know exactly what to say. She's in the process of finding her creative voice right now, so I knew this conversation would offer up a lot of perspective for many listeners. Hi. 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 So my guest this week is Britt Phoebus. Um, we have actually known each other since we were like five or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's I'm not gonna say how many years that is. It's a lot of years. Um <laughs> couple decades, you know. A couple decades, a few. <laughs> Slightly more than a couple. Um, so <laughs> I've got Britt on. She is um a creative person just kind of through and through and um, an entrepreneur. So Brittany, tell us about um, what you've got going on right now. Um, well, I'd say like right now I'm sort of in between stuff um, because, you know, I was a small business owner. I owned a pet care company. And then, of course, we shut down for the pandemic and then decided to not reopen, um, which I've kind of been leaning towards for a while. Um, it kind of just happened to work out that I had, like, this big reason instead of having to, like, convince myself slowly of this over time and then, like, having an existential crisis about it. So <laughs> that was kind of nice. Yes. <laughs> like a blessing in disguise. Um, right now I'm, like... I'm realizing that I need to make a change and I'm, I'm doing all of like the personal work that I feel like is really important for anyone that's starting off, like maybe, or coming back to even a creative path. Cause I think a lot of creative people, especially when you're like around a lot of practical people, you don't see that as like a real thing. You're just like, Oh, this is how I am in my off time. Yeah. You know, this is not like, this is not something that people do for work or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, I've just been like following all these little impulses and, and researching what comes to mind and trying to find the the place where all of those things intersect. Um, so did you feel like um, with your previous business, your pet care company, did you feel um, that that was something that you wanted to bring to a close because it wasn't tapping into the creative side of you or were there kind of lots of different reasons for that? Um, that was a huge one because I always felt like I never had time, you know, as an entrepreneur, like you're just working your tail off all the time. Like my days mm-hmm. were like 15 hours long, you know, just going from house to house. And then like, you know, it's a physically demanding job too. So at the end I was just exhausted after like 10 miles every day. And then working from like sun up to way past sundown mm-hmm. to get everybody like tucked back in at the end of the day. There just wasn't a lot of time for anything else. And then, you know, the, the caretaker burnout happens and I was noticing that pattern too. Like when I didn't have a uh, like creative direction, I would always fall back on caretaking, which is exhausting. It's exhausting to go from like caretaking to caretaking to caretaking, especially when it's not like, recharging you in any way absolutely glad to be helping but you know that only takes you so far absolutely um so what have you done previously um to kind of fill that creative well so many things and I think that's like part of why I maybe took a long time to get started with anything I think you kind of had a a chat about this with Aaron too when you had him on you guys were talking about you know, being so multifaceted and like being too much and like, am I reaching for too much? Like, 
just because I can make something doesn't mean I should like all that kind of stuff, uh-huh. you know? So, yeah. I get it. Um, have, do you have um, a favorite thing that you've done in the past? Like, like I remember you were, you were, you made little um, like stuffed toys one, one time. I really liked those. And I'm trying to think you used to do this, like the, the silverware jewelry like made oh, out of yeah. forks and stuff. Yeah, so I'd say stuff. probably overall that my main stuff is like um it's like organic things. I love to make stuff out of the plants I grow and the things that I find. Um and then the other side of it is a lot of reclaimed stuff. Like I love to find something and give it new purpose. Like an old worn out sock becomes a sock monster or mm-hmm. your like crap drawer full of buttons or obviously eyeballs, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. I love it. I'm trying to oh. think. Was it? Oh yeah, it was a. Um, you had it was. I saw. I was going through our stuff recently. Uh, you know, for the move, and I found one of Rowan's old onesies, and you had drawn <laughs> one of the old the little monsters on there, and that that oh. that made me remember that time in your life when you would draw or draw or. Um, yeah, make soft monsters or make other little stuffed toys. Yeah, and that's like, I think um, what really sort of set this home, and this was, I think a couple years ago, um, you know, one of the things to do to like break the monotony of, of walking dogs all day is I just constantly listen to like podcasts and audiobooks and stuff. And I was listening to one of Gretchen's Rubin, Gretchen Rubin's books. I can't remember exactly which one, but I remember... Um, like exactly where I was and like who I was with. And like, it just was one of those moments that like, I feel like really sent stuff home. And she was talking about what made her like stop being a lawyer after she had put all this work into it and what made her decide that she wanted to be a writer. And she was thinking back and like, as a kid in all of her free moments, she would just make books. Like that's what she did with Mm -hmm. her free time. That's what she loved. And it it was like everything kind of like snapped into place in that moment. I was like, Oh my God, I'm doing all the wrong things. Oh my God. (laughs) Like I'm not doing any of the things that I'm supposed to be doing on this planet. Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah. Um, But I was, it was really nice to know that too, though, to like have that realization. And I had all of this stuff that immediately started pulling me in a different direction. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, look! This is what it feels like to have direction. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's also terrifying because it's not where I'm headed right now. But that's okay. Just use a machete and cut through the middle, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go. Um, yeah. So, tell me more about the like personal work that you were discussing. Um, that that very much." Uh, you know, goes along with what we're just talking about, the personal work that you're doing to change this path into a more creative path? Um, so I think it's like, I don't want to jump the gun on talking about our biggest fears, but it's, <laughs> it's all centered around like that kind of thing. And, you know, what stops you in your tracks and, you know, like the, uh, I guess like the guilt-free um, pursuit, you know, the guilt-free pursuit of things that you're interested in, because before you're like, I don't want to spend money on that kind of material because it might not lead anywhere or, you know, just all of those little roadblocks you put up, like this isn't practical. Um, Uh this isn't a real job, like all of that kind of stuff that you're like, no, 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 (laughs) no, no. Okay. Let's think about this in a different way. Like what if you just did it? What kind of value does it have? Like, why don't you look for that instead uh-huh. of all the things that are wrong? You know, are you using any particular resources to help you along with that? Like any books or particular, I mean, you mentioned this Gretchen Rubin book, but that was several years ago. So right now, are you working with anything? Um, I wouldn't say like working with anything specific other than, um, like, you know, using all of these, these books that I read in the past and all of the skills that I kind of like, you know, you'll hear about other people's journeys and you'll like, oh, that's nice for them or whatever. You don't really take it in, but like all of this information is out there, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just, you just compile it. And then I just spend like every conscious moment that I can 
trying to go towards what I want instead of away from what I don't, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like do things in a, in a directional, like fun, energetic pursuit and you don't have to like hang on to the fear so much and just being really mindful of how you're thinking in every moment during the day. Uh So that's basically like just mindfulness, like meditation, all of that kind of stuff just to keep you present and with that like headspace to control those thoughts and to notice when they're happening. That's Mm -hmm. probably been the most beneficial thing is just that space to like respond instead of react to these kind of thoughts. And then you can kind of like start making your own opinions about how your life is going to go and what value your interests do have, because like your interest in them for a reason, they're part of you. Like you have value. Absolutely. You are enough. That's one of the things that we are, that like is the phrase that um, goes around a lot in like the actor circles. It's like, you are enough. So what you value is enough and how you feel is enough. And, um, and yeah, it's like, it's like such a hard thing to accept. It is. and Yeah. Since you bring that up, like that's one of the ones that I had to do like extra work around and I still can't even like when I hear that, it doesn't go in. It doesn't mean anything to me. Right. No, it's like I get that it. Westworld thing. It's like, that doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, so you have to work with your own mind and your own language to figure out what does resonate. Like, how can I make that true for myself? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I am enough. Like, it sounds like dust in my ears. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's really hard. And I feel like it, it like stems from this, like, um, like, like you were saying, like, oh, that's not a real pursuit. Like, that's not a real job that you get to have. You know, we are always, we're told so much our whole lives that, like, oh, that's nice that you do that. But, like, mm-hmm, what do you... Or, oh, yeah. That'll be Christmas time. Or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, like, but I don't know. And you're encouraged to be creative when you're a child and then the moment you're no longer like a child that creativity is is like shunned yeah it is it's like it's almost like it's as a kid it's like handed to you on a platter like this is your job to pursue these things like this is all you have to do and then once you get to a certain age, they're like, yoink. Yes, exactly. And so then you're, you're sitting around we're going. like, that was fun, wasn't it? Go be miserable. Yeah, go be miserable. Go, like, go get a quote, unquote, real job. Yeah, if you don't come home complaining about your day, you're not working you're hard not enough. not working hard enough. Exactly. Yeah. Or, like, why don't you just have a positive mentality because, like, you know, at least you have a job. Or, I, you know, I don't even know. Just that, No, that's a huge one. The... Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that, like, I don't know if it's considered a fear, but it's crushing is the guilt of, especially now during this, like, you know, the extra horrible situation we're all in. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I feel so bad because I have a choice. Like, I could open my business back up. People are still doing it. Like, the pet care industry is not dying. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel horrible for getting to have a choice about that. Right. And what is wrong with us? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's not right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. It it just, yeah. Breaks my heart that there's so like, not just us, but like so many people who, you know, are told that like what you're thinking about doing isn't, isn't isn't real like that's that's the like I feel like that's the word that people use more often it's not real um but at the same time it's like it's you know freaking of course it is like right (laughs) like how can it not be like and then I think I was thinking about this the other day um like um during the Renaissance, right, there would be artists on, um, what was it called? When artists would be, um, would have patrons, right? Oh, it was yeah. like rich people that paid artists to do art because life needs because art. Because really the only reason to exist. Right. 
And then, and then like, you know, down the line somewhere, it was decided that like, that was the only art that is acceptable. And every, now everybody just has to go and be a doctor or a lawyer or yeah. like whatever. Or um, a successful artist, right? Like the success, quote unquote, successful. Yes, yes, yes. And if you haven't reached some modicum of quote unquote success, you know, by a certain time or under certain circumstances or whatever, then it's it's not again real. Right. And just it's just so like hard as a creative person to like wrap your head around. It's like you're constantly having to navigate that within uh-huh. yourself in order to actually move on yeah. with your art. Right. Like not only is it outside of you, it's also in you too. So it's like you can't get away from it. Yeah. It's really, really you really have to do that work. Yes. And it's or it's gonna always be there holding you back without you even knowing it half the time. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And that's why I am always talking about the artist's way by Julia Cameron. Like I think I mentioned it on every single podcast I've ever done. Um, I have it. I have the book and it's sitting like next to my bed and I still haven't opened it. You, I, I mean, especially if, since you're like searching for like what creative path you truly would like to go down, I highly recommend um, reading it and do and doing it like not just yeah. reading it, but doing it. Um, Cause it's like, it alters the way you think about a lot of things. Obviously it doesn't, it's still just a resource that you have to use. Right. right, um, right. Like it doesn't like, it's, in you. it's always just in you. It's in you. Um, yeah. But it's, it's such a helpful thing um, to have as a resource. Um, and it's something that's kind of just like ticking in the back of your head. Like, uh-huh. oh yeah, that was in the artist's way. And I can use that in this way. I don't know. Yeah. Once you have that, like, little, like, I guess, pin on the map, you like, you can make more pathways. Yes, absolutely. Okay, good. I have also been doing the, um, I am listening to it and I haven't started doing the workbook yet, but designing your life. Oh, I don't know that also, one. It's a good, um, very like if you're a planner if you're a designer if you're someone who likes a kind of pragmatic approach um it's a really good place to start especially if you're like in a transition period in your life do you know who that's by bill burnett and dave evans so during um your research phase since you're still in your like moving away from um older old what would I call it do I want to call it I'd say I mean it is a pattern at least for me it's (gasps) like I I just got an audition Ah! (laughs) I scared the dog (laughs) sorry (laughs) yeah I just got an audition in audition dance okay sorry everybody okay let's back to Brittany um Brit sorry I didn't mean to call you Brittany It is, it is my name on paper. Um, so yeah, um, going from your previous entrepreneurial endeavors, which is the pet care company, moving into trying a creative and creative pursuit, which I it I believe you're trying to do um, like a more of like a shop kind of a situation, right? Yeah. So it's like. And it's all like my thinking about it right now is like immediately fear-based. So I'm still like trying to be like, okay, well, 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 chill. It's cool. Just, it's just an idea right now. You don't have to like put all your money in it or anything, but like my, everything that I do, like, you know, like the little reclaimed projects and like all of the organic, like earth-based things that I like all culminate like in this one place it's like on a farm. I know the name of it already. I can like see it in my mind. <laughs> and it's basically like Rose Apothecary, but except for I make all of the stuff. <laughs> nice. Oh, I and love I'm like, it. Immediately though, my brain's like, well, number one, how cliche is that? And then number two, which doesn't even make sense because what did I just say? Oh, it's impossible. You'll never achieve it. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, oh my gosh, brain, you're so, what are you even talking about? Ridiculous. You don't even make sense. (laughs) 
one, yeah, you bring this up. One of the hardest things that I know myself and a lot of people have is, well, somebody's already done that. Yes. Yeah. And I, my favorite response to that is, well, you haven't. Right. And because you're doing it, it's different because you are the only you. Oops, I'm hitting things. You are the only you on this planet. And therefore, it cannot be the same as somebody else's. And that's just, like, fundamentally true. And why won't it go in? (laughs) (laughs) I know! (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, that's really difficult. And, you know, especially because we're talking about moving back to an area where people have access to that sort of thing you know like it's the rural area it's you know people know their local farmers all of that kind of stuff Uh but even so it's still not done in the way that i would do it and i can see that like i can see that there is an opening you Mm -hmm. know and i'm still hearing that voice like well there's a there's already that store that's down on the beach and there's already that one that's over there and i'm just like no it's not it's not Mm -hmm. the same thing no, it's not. It's not the same thing. They don't have kombucha making classes. <laughs> I love it. You know, like I, I would bring different stuff to it and uh-huh. it wouldn't be the same people, you know? Mm-hmm. There's people that aren't being served right now because I'm not serving them. I love that. <laughs> With the stuff that I have, you know, it's like it, it all comes back to that. Like how how do you feel like you're adding value? You know, how do I I, I feel like I, I need that that way to add something, you know, to make the place that I'm in a little bit better. And it's it's easy to fall back on old patterns when, like, you, you have that, like, strong need because you know how to do it in specific ways and then, like, making a transition into, like, doing it in a more authentic, recharging way for you. Yes, absolutely. Um, man, I love this. I'm going to be saying this all the time. There are people not being served right now because I'm not serving them. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> My new favorite quote. There. I'm going to put that on Instagram immediately. Well, I'm excited for your shop and your farm. You have to come. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, okay. So you've touched on a couple of fears already. Um. So now I would like to know what is your biggest fear? I think that my biggest fear, I think at this point it's the fear that I'm like delusional about my abilities You know, like, I feel like my, I'm like personifying the way that my self-doubt has grown. Like it used to be like, oh, you know, like, oh, I'm keeping you safe. Like, don't do that thing. Don't run, you know? And now it's like this like sophisticated assassin. Like, I feel like she's wearing all black and she's just lurking. She's watching me as I like log into TikTok and Instagram and find all these amazing people. And she like sees the sparks of awe in my eye and she like laughs maniacally like, (laughs) I found it. You'll never be them. I'm like, God, you were so much nicer when you were just self-doubt. Instead of a dream murderer. So it sounds like, like, it's like, not that you can't do it because you've moved on from self-doubt, but that instead yeah. that, that maybe now you can do it. Right. Maybe you can do it, but you're not good enough. Okay. Right. Got it. Right. Got it. Or you'll never be that person. You'll never catch up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that, um, does that have to, you said catch up. Does that have to do with your age? Like have starting kind of later on? I think it has to do with age and also like one of the other things, you know, the, all the, the work, the, the work I was talking about doing is like your perception of your things up until now. So like, you know, instead of seeing the stuff that I haven't finished, like, you know, I started off in emergency services, like that was supposed to lead to med school. And then I started my own company and I'm not doing that anymore. And it's really hard to see those things as stepping stones instead of piles of rubble. Oh, like 
like abandoned dreams versus like a learning experience that got me to where I am now, right. which is obviously what it is, but all of that like time and energy, yeah, you know, that I spent doing those things and not pursuing the things that were true, uh-huh. but it would have made my art different, you know, if yeah. I didn't have those experiences. Now it's going to be so much more like multifaceted and amazing yeah, because of those like different lives that I've lived already. And I'm curious how, like you said, like, instead of seeing these as stepping stones, you have the times where you see it as like piles of rubble. Do you then also worry that this next endeavor will just end up the same way? Oh yeah, of course. Of course. It's like, why even start? Because, you know, you're just going to be in the same place five years from now. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a huge concern, like a huge fear. Like, yeah, right. And, you know, like, if you take the mindset of, like, it's going to be a failure versus it's going to be another learning experience, you can't start. You can't start from that place. Absolutely. And so like, you really have to decide how you're going to see it and, you know, follow the way that, like, doesn't tear you apart. Yeah. Um, I started thinking of it more like, um, like recently I came to the realization that, you know, like starting my business, I did that for, I think about four years, you know, and I grew it over time. It was, it was just me like walking dogs around the neighborhood to start. And then, you know, I grew it into a business with one to two employees and, you know, it was, it was getting there and I, we were ready to take the next step. And so, like, I started with literally nothing, and I grew it to this thing, and, like, that was college. That was a good experience. Like, look at what I learned. You know, Which that wasn't is a, a waste of time. No, definitely not a waste of time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a but, lot. No, like, you have, to, you have to have this conversation, though. Like, yeah. both options are available at all times, and you're aware of them. So you just like, you have to keep choosing, like, no, this was a positive thing and remembering everything you got out of it. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, look at all this valuable business experience that I've learned that I can put into this other endeavor that I feel will enrich me even more. Right. And just being able to use that as, as, as you said, a stepping stone, it's, it's one more thing to get you to the place that, that actually fulfills you. Yeah. I mean, like five years ago, I wasn't a businesswoman. I didn't know what to do. Like, Mm -hmm. and now I have a few more clues. A few more ideas. Yes. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Um, So do you feel like your fear of being delusional is more of a detractor for you or more of a motivator? Like, do you feel... Like you kind of run into it head first or like, you know, when you think about it, you're like, holy F, I'm going to sit back and. I've kind of find comfort these days in like the in-between places, I'll say. So it's like I just sitting with the discomfort and like almost getting to know it like a person, you don't have to be so afraid. You can just be like, all right. So like if I think about like this uh, what did I call her? Like in a, a yeah. dream assassin? assassin yeah. <laughs> like she's just like a weird lurker. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just design you like a goth steampunk crossover headlamp that you can use to spy on people at night. <laughs> you know, like what better relationship with her. And that way it's just like, oh, she's just going to do that. That's just, you know, it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to take it in. Uh-huh. So it it's like, like that thing over there. It's not it, for, for this particular fear. And for you, it's not really a motivator or a detractor. It's just part of you that you have to learn to accept. And that is part of your experience and your learning right now is how to accept this as part of you. Yes, definitely. Because like, I, I don't know anyone that can like remove themselves from that enough for that to never come up again. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you have this relationship where you can like talk to yourself in that like I'm not even like reacting to it in a bad way anymore which I find is really interesting and I like didn't know that I could do but you know like just seeing that in a more 
like separate way so it's you don't you can respond instead of react again we're back to like responding instead of reacting right mm -hmm. like taking back the control from your own brain because sometimes it like runs away like the habits just are so ingrained in the way you think all the time you know you have to just constantly be on top of it absolutely um what kind of meditation do you do to like help yourself with this um, there's a lot of different ones because, you know, like your mood changes. So you don't always want to like sit down and do like a very specific guided one. Sometimes I'll do a vis visualization one where they like tell a story and you can kind of just go through your own brain pictures for a while and just kind of relax. Or I'll do some where it's like hyper-focused on your body and like where you are in space and time. Mm -hmm. Those are really nice and grounding sometimes when you're feeling like all over the place. So you, you tend to do guided meditations or are you meditating kind of on your own? Um, I think I'm finally getting to the place where I can kind of meditate on my own. Um, but I still like to use the guided ones just to solidify the practice a little bit more. And lately I've been using, um, I found an app that does this thing called neurosyncing where you just put in headphones and you just like relax. They have different times. So like the shorter ones that are 12 minutes or longer ones, you can play on a loop overnight, but basically they play different sounds into your ears and it like synchronizes your brain waves essentially. And I'm just trying it out to see if I notice the change over time. It's called neurosyncing. Mm -hmm. I've never yeah. heard of that. I will have you can to find videos on YouTube. It's all the ones that like, you know, claim different frequencies or whatever. Yeah. How I long have you been doing that now? Um, not super long. This is one that I've just been doing this past past month. And then Headspace is the app I like a lot for um that's the one that I I feel like really gets you to a place where you can do it on your own without having to have a guided meditation. It really teaches you the techniques to like center in your body and do like a as long of a time period as you have that's cool and that's called headspace mm -hmm. cool and they also have practices for like being mindful in other activities like they have them for walking or cooking or you know all those places especially if you have like a very active creative mind mm -hmm. that like can be all over the place sometimes and you know I know that mine in particular like fills those spaces with like, Oh, let's disaster plan right now for all the things that are going wrong. Or remember that thing you said that like 10 years ago that you still find embarrassing and no one ever remembers or thinks about except for you. Yeah. Like that's what my brain likes to do. So these like, I don't have to escape as much when I can stay in the moment, you know, mm -hmm. I don't get like berated by my <laughs> negative brain space. God. Yeah, I've been doing the whole like, remember that thing from 37 yeah. years ago that happened? And like, just feeling like the weirdest feeling of embarrassment from yes, something that it's like, like, it's physical. And you're like, <sighs> Oh, my God, that's not even here anymore. Oh like that God. happened so long ago. Yeah, it happened you can so long. It. You can relive it over and over, over again. And, over like, again. Yeah. and it's horrible. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and I'm, you know, I am 100% sure that the other party in that memory, you know, thinks I'm the biggest idiot because of that one word that I said 17 right, years exactly. ago. Right, exactly. Like, they've been mulling it over for years. <laughs> That's why they've never called me back. They don't even remember. Yeah, right? <laughs> so yeah. Funny. I, I think that's, like, a really important thing for especially well everybody but you know the, the creative mind too it doesn't have to be just for us but just like getting to that place where you can be in your own brain and like yourself I don't know if everybody has problems with that but you know sometimes it's a harsh place to be in there it's very judgy it's very negative <laughs> yeah <laughs> and just reprogramming that to like be a safe place like this is your home this is the only place you have to live yeah make it nice make it nice Put up yeah. the curtains, you know. Yeah, right. in Pull out the weeds. If yeah. you're like, you don't need to be surrounded by thorns all the time. Plant them further away. Yeah. Yeah. My brain is definitely horrible. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> going, going back to your fear uh, that you are delusional. Um, do you talk to people about this fear? Like, um, do you have this discussion with like your friends and family or? Um, I think I do in the way that I'm like, 
you know, like you float ideas by people. You're like, what do you think if I, <laughs> you know, just to like get the tone. Right. I would love to be like one of those people that just like, I have this idea and I'm going to charge in and do it. But no, I'm like, let me test the waters. Let me, you know, let me look at all the other people that are doing this on Instagram and seeing how shitty my work would be. <laughs> like, you know, that's how it plays out. So mm-hmm. it, it can be like, it does have the ability to stop you from doing things because you're like, Oh, well, they didn't seem like receptive to it or mine would never be that good or, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um, kind of along the same line, do you feel supported, um, by like your husband or your family, um, about this like idea that you're moving from being like a, physical like entrepreneur like people have dogs I will walk their dogs to right like a more kind of creative space uh yes I do have support um and I think part of that comes from like you know I am a maniac when I work like when I work full-time it's not full-time it's all of the freaking time Mm -hmm. like every moment Mm -hmm. and so I think people now are like you know, since I I haven't been working and I am more available, you know, they see like the space that's left. And I think that they, they know that I'm going to fill it with something. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so I just hope that that's true, (laughs) but yeah, like my, I'm very lucky. Like Jason is so supportive and you know, my mom, I think like she's in the same boat, you know, she was a very, very artistic person. And, you know, luckily she's also very smart and can do like math. And she's, she's been basically like an accountant for her entire working career, but you know, like she's also a potter and all this other stuff. And I know for a fact was told that that wasn't valuable. Mm -hmm. She was told that she couldn't do that as a career. She couldn't go to art school. So, you know, she's, she's always like, pushing us down these creative paths, even if it's not like a career based one, Mm -hmm. you know, she's never been like, Oh yeah, you shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. Cause you know, not every creative endeavor has to become a career. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, even that can become quite toxic. Like, Oh, you're good at that. You should do that for your career. Um, Right. But that's the other, the other danger. Yeah. Just being encouraged to do something creatively for creative sake is very uh-huh. nice. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. They might not get as excited as I do about certain things. <laughs> Have you, um, since you're still like along the, on the path of figuring out what you want to do, have you, um, listened to the podcast? Don't keep your day job at all. Yes. That was also one of the ones you suggested it that, um, I don't want to say like broke my brain a little bit, but (laughs) started me like down this path of like, you know, it's like once you learn a truth, you can't turn it off. You're like, God damn it. Now I got to change my whole career again. Now I got to change my life because I saw the light. Yeah. Shit. Like, uh, uh, and then like in those moments like the full force of like your endeavors like falls down upon you and you're like, I have so much stuff that I have to make. (laughs) But making stuff is fun. It super is, but it's like it tears you apart while it's swirling around in there for a minute until it comes out. Yeah. So that's the interesting thing for me because, like, I feel like my brand of art and creativity, like, I have a product. Like, for me, it's this podcast. And then, like, when I am in a a project, um, my product, you know, is my acting that gets delivered at the end of that project. But for somebody like you, who's like creativeness is a physical thing. Yeah. I feel like that's so to me, that's so difficult because like you said, like you're like, Oh, I have all this to do. And then I have to do it to actually create the product. (laughs) Yeah. Like you, it's, there have been times when I've done like, bigger projects you know like when I was on um one of the committees in town and like had to do decorations on a budget and stuff like that like it 
it feels at times like a weird like birthing process like you're sweating you're probably bleeding a little bit you've definitely <laughs> cried like, <laughs> and then at the end you're like it's magnificent yes <laughs> yeah but like you know through that whole process it looks like piles of trash and you're still just bleeding yeah <laughs> there's just blood like, everywhere worry, I'm not gonna eat right now I can't <laughs> So it's like it's like going through like like whirlwinds of of productivity, right? Is yeah, that kind of how yeah. it is? Right. And you know, like that's not a good situation for somebody that's like I in order to keep myself straight, like, especially when I'm in my like workaholic phases where like I have every half hour of the day scheduled. Mm-hmm. And that's easy to do with things that you can do that with. But like with creativity, you can't schedule it. So that's mm-hmm. another big fear. You're like how do I make this into a life that's not going to be like me just being a weirdo out in the swamp, like making stuff and like someone bring me food. I can't buy it. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <you> know? <laughs> like how do you be functioning and also functioning in all of the ways that you're supposed to? Yeah. 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 Cause like, don't we all just want to be like weirdos in a cabin somewhere? Yeah, and that's, like, part of the guilt, too, that comes along with it. Like, why do you get to do this? Like, everyone on everywhere wants to go be in a cabin in the woods and make stuff out of flowers, like, right? <laughs> Doesn't everybody? <laughs> so that's the thing, though. I mean, no, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> reminding myself, like, you don't have to be guilty about this because, what, like, a lot of people don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> Like Red Wine would occur to me, like, you know, if you have the opportunity to move into the woods and become a hermit swamp creature <laughs> and sell your wares, like, why wouldn't you? Everybody yeah. wants to. Yeah, like <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be that like weird minstrel that comes out every like, you know, solstice and like sings a song and then creeps back right. into my into my swamp yeah. <laughs> but like i but come out on the full moon and play my kalimba for the forest creatures and yes. then i just again. <laughs> i go back but like people like ridwan don't want to do that like he would rather like explode and <laughs> do anything like that you know he likes yeah, the fact know. that he he does his like nine to five you know he works his brain a little bit and then he doesn't even have to worry about it like he's you know. I've heard that there are, are people that are into that sort of thing. Yeah. I, have, I have heard that. Yeah, and I, I just think that it's, it's weird. I mean, it's weird to us, and then the, we're yeah. weird to them. It's <laughs> weirder to me that I, like, I tried to put myself into that for a long time. Those, like, rigorous, like, structured schedules. Yeah. I used them as, like, a scaffolding for my life because, you know, I thought that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the quote-unquote normal way to be, apparently, you know, like, even, and I I just, I find that just mind-blowing that there's, like, a normal Mm -hmm. way to be because somebody decided that, you know, I don't know, I just... Yeah, I have a hard time with it. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that comes back to, like, the, I think another big hurdle for me right now would be like I I'm pretty sure I have not been diagnosed yet but I decided I am going to pursue it I think that I have undiagnosed ADHD that I've lived with forever which I think has impacted a lot of these decisions and like the reason I felt like I needed to have those structured schedules and like just fill every moment of the day mm-hmm. or else I'd be all over the place and like unproductive or disorganized or you know mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it's important to, especially for women who like might be coming across this later in life, like it's important to know these things because for me, what it did was like release me from all of those labels that I had like carried, like, oh, you're disorganized or oh, you're spacey or oh, like whatever. Right. You know, and like you, I'm like being super light about it, but you internalize that self-loathing. You really do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and you, you know, somebody told you one time that you're disorganized and so you labeled yourself as such and then it just, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, you know, right. And, you know, I get, like, get it. You know, having the, the wrong reasons for the 
the way that you did thing in your mind. Like, you know, like I would forget my clarinet on the bus all the time. And like, as a kid, this was because I didn't care enough and blah, blah, blah. Yes. I completely understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't I just be better? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah. To like, know, kind of have an idea of how, like why your brain is the way it is. Not that we necessarily need labels, but like. Right, exactly. Like it's not gonna, the only thing it's going to do is like give me more understanding. And then I feel like um, kind of licensed to do things in a different way. When before I was like, I always felt like I was like deviantly doing things. I'm right. like, no one can see my stack of 46 planners. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, or, or like, like you're no trying to know. function normally in a way that you feel is abnormal. Like, so you're yeah, trying to come yeah. off normal, but the, right. but all of the HTML behind you is like scribble scrabble. And it's like, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Right. And like, you know, now I can just be like, that's fine. And I'll get to it. When before yeah. it's all internalized, like, you're crap because you can't do all of this really easy stuff that everyone else can do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So that I think will, will help a lot. And like, I highly encourage anyone else to, if they have any inklings or like weird self judgments that keep popping up over and over again in your life, like look into those a little bit, shine some light on them and, <laughs> and see if maybe. Yeah. Slash, don't Just judge get, yourself yeah, so harshly. Yeah. We don't need to, we don't need to, um, we don't need to judge ourselves so much. Right, definitely. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's like, it's not going to change the way that I live my life. Like I've spent, you know, these decades putting all of these things into play that work for me. Like, you know, I'm, I am a functioning adult person because I figured out all the ways that allow me to work in the system Mm -hmm. and also I get to now remove all of the judgment from why I had to do those things absolutely you can be that's so much space that like cleared out so much space you know yeah really it really did and like you know like you said the judgment like when you can replace that with understanding and uh curiosity that's such a different place to come from yeah, that's a great word, curiosity. Like like when something uh, comes up, being curious around it instead of immediately judgmental. Right. Um is that's so it's so hard, but it's mm-hmm. so important because when when you find that curiosity, then you're able to be like, "Oh, there's this other thing behind what I'm thinking, feeling, doing." Yeah. And, you know, you can explore that and, you know, then decide if you want to do something differently or if you, you know, if you're okay with what's going on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I like it because it like, it almost allows you to, to keep up with your own brain at that point. Cause I know mine goes like so freaking fast. And if I like can remove things from like the bandwidth that don't need to be there, like, mm-hmm if you just remove the judgments, Mm -hmm. you can immediately go to, okay, well then what's the solution for this? How do I make this work for me? Because I need it to be a different way. Yeah. Instead of being like, why am I bad? Why am I stupid? (laughs) No, no, that's not, that's not what's happening. You're not bad. You're not stupid. Right. (sighs) All right. Well, I think this is a good place to wrap up. Um, good that was really fun you're not bad you're not stupid Brittany thank you so (laughs) much for talking with me Um, is there a website or a Instagram page or a Facebook or anything like that that people can find you on nope (laughs) (laughs) no I'm still in those gelatinous phases Um, I I don't have any offerings for (laughs) the outside world yet because I don't know what they are um, you don't even want to offer your personal or private social medias? I mean, yeah, sure. You can you can check me out. I post pictures of mushrooms and <laughs> weird herbal crafts. So <laughs> um and so what's your what's your handle then? Um it is B Phoebus. 
Mm-hmm. B, and you know how to spell my name. Yeah, I'll post all that in the show notes. Sounds good. All right, cool. Thank you so much. Good talking with you, and I'm glad we got to dive into all the stuff that made me really sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> we're really sweaty now. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, bye. I think my favorite part about all of this is Britt's understanding that the work that needs to be done to fulfill her dream of creative entrepreneurship is internal. Her process right now is to be comfortable with herself so that she can be receptive to the leaps and and fears that will come along. She said a few things that I wanted to specifically point out. She mentioned the idea of guilt-free pursuit of the things you're interested in. Guilt is such a strong emotion that can often stop us from doing so much. So finding that point in yourself where you can be guilt-free to pursue your dreams and what you want to do is immense. She said um, she's working on going towards what she wants instead of away from what she doesn't. Which is to say finding a specific path as as opposed to aimlessly wandering. And I just love that. Because, you know, it's like instead of throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks, you're figuring out internally what you need and going towards that need. And she mentioned sitting with the discomfort of a thought or situation and getting to know it like a person, I guess, as a, instead of reacting with fear. And I find that incredibly useful because so often anything that's uncomfortable, we push away instead of coming to understand, which can in turn help us understand ourselves and what we're trying to accomplish. So what was your favorite sage phrase from Brit? You can follow Brit on Instagram at B Phoebus, spelled P-H-E-O-B-U-S, which I will link in the show notes, along with the names of some of the resources that we spoke about during our conversation. I am Virginia, and you've been listening to Fears of a No-Name Blank. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore Scarlet P. I'd love to hear what y'all think about the podcast. Any feedback you can offer is appreciated. Until next time.